Hey everybody, Michael here from Movie Preview Show. Just wanted to give a quick intro to this podcast as we're going to call this The Lost Episode. A few months back, right before COVID hit, Johnny and a couple of the guys from Battle Wounds did a top 10 movies of 2019. And well, the episode got lost and it's here, putting it out there, completely unedited. We don't know what's on it. We didn't listen to it. So enjoy. Let us know what you think. Like, comment, subscribe, all those usual sort of things, and enjoy the episode. Like I said, this is what we're going to call the lost episode. <laughs> Put that right there. And welcome, everybody, to the Movie Preview Show podcast. This is our very special episode with the top 10 of 2019 and i'm joined by my fellow battle wounds podcasters what's the movie preview page how y'all doing that's my man brian and my man chris brian from battle wounds and chris from mass mouse fans so we all comprised our top tens and we're going to go through that list for you guys right now and here we go <laughs> you didn't even have to do a sound drop for that. You I, sound I just have, like he. He was the sound drop. He was I, the sound I drop. That. I kind of scare my girlfriend all the time with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, hey, look. It's weird when you have a mirror looking into a mirror, and then you have that inception effect, right? Which is not on my list. Yeah, yeah that, <laughs> that was, was not on my list. 2009. Yeah. <laughs> that was from it's a while decades ago. ago. <laughs> so, actually, we have. So, there's a, there's a top nine in the house. So I'm a niner. He's a niner. Is, did, that, is did, there a niner in there? Did I hear a niner in there? Um, but we'll start with our top tens. Actually, no. Hit me with a couple honorable mentions before. Oh, oh, honorable mentions yeah. before. Right oh, that. yeah, we might right have some. I know you. I do. Do you, do you wait? Well, let me ask. Do you guys have honorable so, mentions? So, bitch, I have nine. <laughs> I saw nine <laughs> movies. He's like uh, in 2019. He's like you're lucky. <laughs> hey man, that's the one I'm looking forward to the most this year. Ted <laughs> three. That's gonna be awesome. Uh, my honorable mentions, and I have a few. Uh, well, right off the bat, I want to say Hellboy. Is that on anybody's list? Probably no, not, right? No, because no, 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 that was mine. widely panned in 2019. Though I appreciated it for what it was and what they were trying to do, and I especially loved the fact that at certain glances and certain lights, David Harbor looked like he just jumped right off the page of Hellboy. It's the magic of movies, my friend. It is. It is. Not so, all the time, though. <laughs> true. So true. While that was a critically panned movie, and maybe not everybody liked it, I feel like it could be kind of lumped in that dread category where it didn't get its due in the theaters. But it's kind of better a, off on. Yeah, better off TV on on TV. Movies. Right. Exactly. It becomes it's a still, cult classic after. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And I still, I still think it's in the process of becoming a cult classic. I still think not enough time has passed for people to find the appreciation for last year's Hellboy. That's my that's one of my honorable mentions. Uh, another one would be El Camino. El Camino, the Breaking Bad movie. Yes, and I say that because I was a big, big, big fan of the Breaking Bad series. Yes, and I am currently forcing Wesley at gunpoint to watch the entire <laughs> series before we get to El Camino. And let me ask you, how's he receiving it? He loves it. Excellent, excellent. I find a lot of people with Breaking Bad, if they can get over the first season, 
a season and a half. Yeah. If they're in, then they're in good. We're at the uh, beginning of three where oh, they're they're at the crossroads where Jesse wants to start cooking, Walt doesn't want to cook anymore. Yeah. So I, I keep telling him, I was like, well, if Walt quits cooking now, there wouldn't be another two and a half seasons to go. So yep. you and, know something's coming up. And you're also on the verge of Gus. The chicken yeah. man! <laughs> yeah. We just finished the episode where Gus t- took him to the laundry facility. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, like, things are really about to start to take yeah. off. Yeah. And that was one of the best examples of them taking the time to develop the villain. Yes. they Most shows don't develop a villain that well. Yep. They, and that's... Not only do we get to see the development of Gus, we get to see what he was like previously when they cast him in Better Call Saul. Yes. We get to see the start... There. Even though we got a really good prequel episode within Breaking Bad. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. But yeah. we got to see even more of that. Yeah. In in you know in Better Call Saul, and that's kind of the charm of that show. But um, you know, not often does a movie that continues from a TV series be as good as El Camino is. And I know you haven't seen it yet, so I'm I not haven't. Gonna spoil it for you. I would ask just one question: Is Giancarlo Esposito in El Camino in a uh, flashback? I know there's a lot of flashbacks oh, in this. I, I love Juan Carlo. <laughs> he's good. Well, Mandalorian? He's in Mandalorian. Is he? Oh, so he's I watched Fun the first episode. Disney Plus. I so Juan Carlo or Giancarlo? Giancarlo. You just got Disney Plus today? Just got it today. Dude. Uh, I was pretty pumped, mainly because I was like, oh, I get to watch the McGregor fight for free. It's on ESPN Plus. Wrong. Oh, it's not on there? Oh, they have ESPN Plus, but you have to pay for it. Through ESPN Plus, you get a discount oh. if you grab the fight that way. Oh, so it's not like free on there. It's no. just discounted because yeah. you're watching through there. I was like, son of a bitch. That's how they get you. That's a bummer. That's how they get you. That is, that's McGregor. That's tonight, right? That's tonight. That's a big one, too. I can yeah. speak ill of the Disney Corporation on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, this is the dark side yes. of it, right? This is the Jekyll and the Hyde, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, on Mass Mouse, it's like, oh, you have the nice little, like, happy music in the background. It's it's Full House Bob Saget versus on-stage <laughs> comedian yeah, Bob Saget. Yeah, you come on our podcast, you're spitting pea soup, you're... You're putting crucifixes where they don't belong. Speaking in tongues. Did I just like totally blow out your audacity? Oh, maybe. But <laughs> it's still going. Still going. It's still right. going. But uh, anyways, yeah. Honorable mention to El Camino. Uh, the reason for it, for me, and this is actually one of the reasons why Mandalorian is so good, is that El Camino is a modern day Western. Yes. Well, Breaking Bad was as well. Right. Right. Oh, yeah. For the most part. But I mean, like genuinely... It's all spaghetti western mapped out, and that's the way the Mandalorian is. And I can't wait for you to jump into oh. Mandalorian because you're gonna love it. You're gonna la la love it. Plus, I love Gina Carano. Oh yeah, and she is in that. Gina Carano. So. so if you like Gina Carano, you have to dip back into the old movies and look at Haywire. If you haven't I already it. seen it, oh yeah, dude, Haywire, love it, dope. That fight scene in the hotel room with legit. Michael Fassbender, legit. That's some legit fighting. I love that movie. She's the uh, MMA fighter. I, I'm aware. I was in Hall H in San Diego when she was promoting that movie. And I was just, I think I fell in love then. I saw stars. Oh, no, I, <laughs> I've ever met her and I already see stars. <laughs> um, another, one of my, uh, another one of my honorable mentions is Little Monsters. Little Monsters. That's on my top nine. It's on your top nine. Just give me a little spoiler. That's, yeah. That is on my top nine. That made it. So maybe we'll, we'll, we'll hold off discussion on it until we get to your top nine. But uh, that was on there. And uh, 
Another one, and actually my last honorable mention, is one that my girlfriend absolutely hated. Oh, God. Hated. Hated it. Yeah. Oh, with a passion. The fact that I even entertained the idea of putting it on my top ten, she wanted to, she goes, we're breaking up. <laughs> Do it. Do it. Do it. Poke the bear. Do it. Poke the bear. <laughs> and that movie was Uncut Gems. This is the movie that was supposed to get Adam Sandler an Oscar nomination. Did not. But I feel like it's a snub because it, it in substance, is a really good, well-made movie about... And the reason why she doesn't like it, and I get it, and I, I she may not admit it, it's about dirtbags. The Safdie brothers make movies about dirtbags. I love those. And it, right, so the Safdie brothers make movies about dirtbags, and you have to be able to root for a dirtbag. And it's hard to do that in every movie. Uh, another movie that was like that was No Country for Old Men. We're like, this guy's a villain, but you have to root for him. Uh, uh, Devil's Rejects, same thing. You have to, you have to root for dirtbags. And it's really tough. But she hated Uncut Gems. Um, I had to push it to my honorable mentions only because I wanted to remain in a relationship. <laughs> so uh, 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 big shout out to Uncut Gems. Big shout out to the Safdie Brothers. Big shout out to the Mill in New York for working on that film. Um, that's a good one. And if you like Uncut Gems, go out and see Good Time. That was done with Robert Pattinson. And it's essentially the same idea, but in a very different context. Okay. Uh, Duly noted. I honorable mentions. I don't really have any honorable mentions. Here's another fun story. Yeah. I've only seen 12 movies this year. Oh, man. It was higher than last year. <laughs> Where did so, you find time for those other three? <laughs> half of them were in the last week. Oh, but, there you go. Because you were cramming, right? <laughs> I actually had time. I wasn't working, so, you know, I had a little time. Um, one of them it is Iffy. Uh, it was released in Canada in 2018, but didn't hit the U.S. until 2019. Ah, all right, that's fair. Um, so I put it in my list. Um, there was a couple other ones that were kind of, I wanted to see, so I started. Um, fun fact, didn't make it all the way through the movie. It was that bad. I was not interested in it. Wow. Uh, so I watched 40 minutes out of the two hours that was there. I was like, no, I can't do this. No, so, yeah. so right. that's what, an honorable mention? or is that... It's an honorable mention not to waste your time. Okay, which uh, is? It's called Killer Anonymous. Ooh. Okay, so I've never heard of it. Give us a little... Same. Yeah, uh, give us a little brief synopsis on it. It's a bunch of, you know, killers who go to uh, a meeting, so Killer Anonymous, uh, whether they've actually killed or had the thought of killing type of thing, and they all sit in a, a big circle and kind of tell their story of what their first killing was or if they thought about the first killing is it really real and uh, so it's like a group therapy session for, for killers for killers yeah hmm. gary oldman's in it oh man that would have been a big like hey i want to watch that um have you watched sons of anarchy no not all the way through do you know the irishman in sons of anarchy he With has a scar yeah the yeah. Glasgow smile yep, there yep, yep yep he's in it Ooh. uh jessica alba's in it for like 10 minutes. You see, all these things, that would have been red flags for me to be like, hey, I want to check that movie out. Don't. Wow, that bad, huh? I got 40 minutes in, I was like, I can't. Where did it. you see it? It was on Netflix. Oh. Mm. Netflix, it's hit or miss, you never know. Uh, may not, if it wasn't Netflix, uh, Netflix, it was Hulu. Yeah. But it's one of those subscription sites, but I just couldn't get past 40 minutes. Yep. 
Yep. It was dragging. So that's the thing with I noticed with Netflix movies, they're very hit or miss, but more often than not, you don't get a good one like El Camino. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And well, you got the the powerhouse of Vince Gilligan behind that. That's true too. You're not gonna screw yeah, up. It's not gonna fail. Um, but I mean, then you have something like Gemini Man, which was not very good. Uh, that's a Netflix exclusive, right? It was a Will Smith one, right? Right. Yeah, that went to Netflix, right? If I remember correctly. I don't believe I don't it made. Maybe it to not. Numbers. Maybe not. Exactly. Maybe not. But or even well, so The Irishman, which is not on my list, but that's another one where it was like, it oh, was yeah. not, um, not like not the best, but you know. We can honorable mention the Irishman. It's just too long. That's the problem. That's, I haven't watched it yet. That got a um, a small release into the theaters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was a Netflix double yep. thing, where theater and thing. But same thing. It's just like it's hit or miss with Netflix. You never know. They excel in their series. Yes, because that's what they are good at: long form story, presenting long form storytelling. They and, excel and, at canceling great series too. <laughs> exactly. I want my Santa Clarita diet back. Oh, you know, right? Fucking now. I'd like to see that. As I haven't seen it yet, but I'd like to see them continue with movies. Yeah, I think that would be cool. I want them to bring back Punisher and redo it because that second season, I wanted to murder myself. <laughs> I felt the season. same way with Luke Cage season two. Oh yeah, both yeah. of those. I I refuse to do Iron Fist season two. I watched the first episode. Oh, Fuck it, I'm done. I'm out. I'm out. Yeah, no, I haven't even seen Jessica Jones season three yet. Yeah. Neither have I. Just because it's just mm. I've been so burned by those Netflix after Defenders. Everything after Defenders is kind of rough. Yeah. Now, do you think except for Daredevil? Daredevil was yeah. great. But do you think because of the whole Disney thing and having being bought by Marvel yes. and Netflix losing everything, where they were just like, yeah, you know what? Fuck this. Yes. They lost we're not steam. Gonna spend the time. We're not gonna. You know, put all money into this and do that and do this just for Marvel to grab it later and Disney to have it. Yep, I 100% agree with you there. Yep. Um, so another movie, bad movie that I saw that I actually sat through the whole thing, it starred Demi Moore and Ed Helms. And it was a comedy. And right on the surface level, I was like, this is the type of movie I would want to see. It's called Corporate Animals. It's about this um, mogul played by Demi Moore who takes her staff out in this retreat and they go spelunking, and they get caved in, and they have to resort to cannibalism, and it's a hundred percent comedy, and it's just not good. I don't feel about that. Yeah, it's I've not, not heard good. this film. Oh, it, it must have slipped under the radar or something. But I, I saw it, and it's not that great. Okay, it's not that great. Honorable mention, not to go see. Yeah, it's an yes, honorable. I don't go see. Love it. how we have just as many not to go see honorable mentions <laughs> as actual honorable mentions. A hundred percent. But, um, so what's your number 10? My number 10 is The Joker. Ooh, The Joker's not even on my list. Didn't see uh, it. Well, I <laughs> like, I, like I mentioned, I only saw 12 movies, so. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So now we've talked a lot about The Joker. Already, we have. So, uh, so I mean, we don't have really to yeah. touch on it other than it's just another normal movie. Um, so if you liked V for Vendetta, uh, it's kind of like that. A little there, bit. There's no actual... Batman reference other than that quick little tie-in for them to actually have a Batman reference. Right. Uh, so if you like any of those anarchy movies with a sad kind of beginning, um, yeah. this is probably a movie for you. Uh, if you like Taxi Driver or King of Comedy, yeah. and you like it, and you like comic books, DC comic books, you'll like Joker. 
But yeah, that's that's what my ten is. We we okay. touched base on it multiple times. Um, we've thrown many of hats and tables. At yes, it. Tolly. We had Tolly yeah, speak. Tolly speak on it. Speak very positively about it. I, I enjoyed it. It just it, it wasn't a Batman movie. Wasn't a Batman. It movie. was uh it was a, it was a very labeled with a Batman character. Yes. To kind of sell tickets. You hit the nail on the head. I hundred percent agree with you there. My number ten was a movie called Ready or Not. I heard about that one. I heard about it. Yeah, uh, I yes. didn't get the chance to see it. It was good. I think it that's was good. One Wesley wants to go see. It was a classic Blumhouse, um, semi thriller comedy horror movie, where this family that has a long history of like owning like a game company, like a board game company, mm-hmm. they have a tradition of bringing new people into the family with this one night of a game. And then you have Samara Weaving playing the lead character, this bride that comes into the family. Samara Weaving is actually going to be playing uh, one of the uh, Wild Stallions kids in the next Bill and Ted. Yeah. Looking forward to that. But Samara Weaving, uh, she kind of looks a little bit like a bargain basement Margot Robbie. I do love Margot Robbie. We, a lot of people do. Still nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Still nothing wrong with that. But um, she gets introduced into the family and then they... Un- she unexpectedly ends up in a game of life and death of being hunted and surviving. And if she can survive, then she will be part of the family. Okay. Yeah, and it's part thriller, part comedy. It's good. It's just a good, good, awesome, especially for a date movie. It's awesome because it's like it goes wrong in the yeah. relationship, but there is other relationshipy stuff that does work. You know what I mean? So it's like... It's good. It's okay. just a good, good movie. So that's my number 10. I dig it. I dig yeah, it. yeah, yeah. It sounds familiar to like other kind of movies like that with Date Night. Um, there was another movie, fuck, that kind of had the same premise of that where, you know. Oh, Game Night, right? Game Night. Game, game night. night. Yeah, yeah, Game Night. I love that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Bateman's such a great actor. Anything with Jason Bateman. I'll <laughs> take it. I was uh, revisiting some uh, Arrested Development the other day and I was like, man. The show is just so good. <laughs> yep. it's, such a, it's so ahead of its time. Yep. All right, Chris, you know your number Yeah, nine. number nine. Number nine? Number nine. Number nine. Number nine. Like, like well, the steak. On the same vein as uh, Ready or Not, you know, people getting hunted down, I have Dumbo. Dumbo. <laughs> <laughs> I should have known it was a Disney of film. Of course it's a Disney film. I should have known it was a Disney film. Right. Look, I didn't see a whole quick, lot. Quick, quickly, I was going to ask both of you. How many Disney movies is on your list, and how many comic book movies are on yours? And so on mine, they're one in the some are one in the same, right? Because Disney well, owns Marvel. Yeah, yeah. So if I had to actually count out comic book movies, like actually based on a comic book or comic booky movies, actual based, actually based actually on a, based. I got so five only, under the giant Disney umbrella. Okay, only three. Oh, I told you this. It's okay. My list is going to surprise you. Okay, <laughs> okay. all right. Now uh, continue with your yeah. So Dumbo. Elephants. Was it a great Disney film? No, but it, it did. It come out in 2019, and did I see it? Yes. <laughs> so, so, so it, it made, made my list. list. <laughs> yeah. So let me no, ask I mean, you. I love um, I love any collaboration between Tim Burton and Michael Keaton. This is not the collaboration I was hoping for. <laughs> Beetlejuice too. Uh, but yeah, it was still it was an enjoyable film. Dumbo was adorable, much like Baby Yoda. Was it a remake, a sequel, or both? Remake. It was remake a re- with the CGI as opposed to animation, but it's a different story. 
because the humans were much more involved with this than than you know the original film right, right. Uh, where it was all about the talking animals this was really more about the human element yeah colin farrell is a horse rider in a circus he comes home from the war he's missing an arm so he couldn't ride horses anymore so right. they assign him to the elephants he takes a liking to dumbo danny devito is the head of the circus he plays a good guy in this one hmm. michael keaton's That's the bad surprising. guy uh, and he has this great big carnival almost like disney world type carnival place oh wow they take Dumbo and they, you know, abuse his fame. Right. So. So it's it's not it's not unlike the movie, the original movie. It's not. But it's like its own thing. It's very much its own thing. It sounds like. Exactly. Minus the talking animals. None of the right. animals talk in this yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but the mother, Dumbo relationship is still there. That's still intact. Timothy the mouse is there, but it's just a mouse dressed like a ringleader. Yep. yep. It doesn't talk. Yep. No black crows. Oh, no well, crows. gee, I wonder yeah. why. I have no idea. <laughs> so, um, all crows matter. I haven't seen the new Dumbo. Mm-hmm. Um, now, if you didn't know the story of Dumbo, uh, say you're coming into the Disney franchise as you know, a young kid, yeah. um, whether you heard the story or seen the actual old cartoon, would you know anything watching this movie? Oh, yeah, it gets all explained again. Because Dumbo is this elephant that's born with these jumbo ears. Yeah. Uh, Maybe, uh, and during yeah. one death-defying feat in the uh, the center ring, he is able to land safely. He's climbing up a ladder. There's this thing where they dress him up like a clown. There's a fire that breaks out during the circus. And he's able to spread the ears and fly. Yeah. So you learn pretty quickly okay. what, what the because movie's about. They don't talk in right. the movies? No, they, all the humans take okay. take the stage on it and okay. explain. All right. So that's Dumbo. Right. That's Dumbo in a nutshell. Dumbo in Oh, yeah. you're fucking fired. <laughs> <laughs> that's my nine. Who's next? All right. My nine was uh, Long Shot. Long Shot. I kind of mentioned this briefly on oh, yeah. a previous podcast. Oh, this is the uh, Seth... Yeah, Seth Rogen. Rogen. Yep. And, and Charlize, uh, right? Charlize, yes. Okay. Um, I, I'm in love with her. <laughs> Look, I'm allowed, okay? I am allowed <laughs> so to change your, my mind. Is that your exception? Like if Charlize just waltzed in? Oh, yeah, like, and I, she's you, single. She it, still has problems with dating men. So Or people, men being intimidated by her. Here's the thing about, and this is why I feel threatened by him now. Because in any other search situation I would not be but I would be 100% certain that if Charlize Theron waltzed her fine fine self in this room we would 100% be cock blocked by this gay man right here hey <laughs> I started my conversation with her I'd love to see what the top of that tree looks like Woo. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So long shot. <laughs> um, I don't remember what episode I mentioned this on, but uh, you know, it kind of started off slow. Um, it's definitely a Seth Rogen movie. So it's funny, is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. But you have to have that sense of humor to kind of find it funny. Stoned. You have to be stoned. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly. Uh, mainly because it does a lot of political stuff. Oh, okay. With them, or with her, you know, going for the presidency and being secretary of the state, blah, blah, blah. Right. So it's a lot of, like, political kind of things where you can't really touch on without right. crossing certain lines. Sure. Trying to make it funny. 
Sure, sure. Um, but there's definitely the underlying storyline of him having a huge crush on her when he used to, or she used to be his babysitter, and now they're, you know... A, now she's on the campaign trail. Yeah, and yeah. he's a writer, and they become, like, an item, but it's, like, a secret item, because she doesn't want anyone to know that she's dating this, you know... Schlub. Schlub of a drug addict kind of cracked out, you know... I gotta see this movie now. That I don't. The yeah. first time you pitched it to me, it didn't spark my attention. Now it does, and I don't yeah, know why. This was not going to be one that I was going to see in the theaters, but this was one of those. I'll wait for it to to hit the yeah, yeah. subscription services. Yeah, yeah, I'm all, I'm all for it now. I'll have to seek yeah. it out and check There's it out. There's definitely a slow start, just because like the underlying story that they tell, right? Uh, with him being a kid and the babysitter and all that fun stuff. But of course, it, yeah. But it pans out. Yeah. So is it as funny as Knocked Up? I think it's better, but that's my opinion. I agree with you there, because Knocked Up is not funny. Because Catherine Heigl ruins everything. <laughs> it's a green. I agree with you, sir. My apologies to Catherine Heigl if she's listening. <laughs> no, you don't apologize. No, no. You really don't apologize. You ruin everything. You ruin everything. That's why you're doing ruined. diaper commercials. Ruined. Ruined. Uh, my number nine is John Wick 3. Okay. For number one, the obvious reasons. And that's Keanu. Number two, um, I had missed John Wick 2, and I only saw John Wick 2 as a, like, YouTube summary. Okay. So So you got the basic. So I got the basic idea and plot, but the best part about that was is that had I seen John Wick 2 in full, because I saw it after, in retrospect, had I seen John Wick 2, I would have probably found John Wick 3 boring. Okay. But in in different indifferent to that, John Wick three, it was extremely entertaining. And it was just you know when you get those, you know, those action movies, you get the first one, and it's like very fun and awesome. The second one's like, it's better, but like, you know, it's just amping it up a little bit, and then the third one's balls to the wall. Yeah. Well, this is what John Wick three was. Balls to the wall. Fun fact, Halle Berry's in it. She's in it in a really awesome sequence with two attack dogs. All right. Oh, man. It's just, see it for that sequence alone. That's how awesome it is, and that's why it's my number nine. Okay. Yep. Number nine. Number nine. I, I think of the D'Angelo's cheesesteak when I hear number nine. I hear, think of the Beatles. Oh, number they, nine. Oh, yeah. Number nine. nine. Number nine. That's right. Yep. So, number eight. You want me to go eight? Yeah. You go eight. Oh, no, no, no. Go eight. Go eight. No, me? It's going like this. Yeah, we're going yeah. Going me again. All right. Yeah, we're going in the circle. going to give it to Brian. What the hell? No, 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 no. Because, I mean, it's just, it's well, going to be Disney again. <laughs> Let's face it. So well, you said I'm, five I'm like 99% sure 70% of yours are Disney. Well, you said five, so there's yeah, a there's good five out of five? nine. So yeah, yeah. It's a, a little over 50%. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A, little, a little over 50. We're like 90. And I'm almost ashamed that it's on the list but again. I saw nine fucking films. So. <laughs> no judgment. No judgment. No judgment. Aladdin. Oh, you know, and I was just thinking that this is the year that Disney made all of their CGI uh, adaptions. Yep. Couldn't they have waited and saved a few? No. Why? Why do that? Because it's Disney. (laughs) I don't know the answer because we've had... Do you feel frustrated by that personally? A little bit. A little bit that they're taking the the movies from the Renaissance era, the early 90s, and and they're just redoing everything. Cranking them out. Yeah. Lion King, Aladdin, Dumbo, we've got Mulan coming soon. Uh, there's been a Beauty and the Beast. They're they're just taking everything and redoing it. Tell an original Lady idea. Oh this, yeah, this that went straight alone, to Disney Plus. This year alone, there was five CGI live action adaptions 
of the old classic animated mm-hmm. movies in one year. Five. There should have been one each year. The Lion King came out yeah. this year. That's that's how they were doing it with uh, Star Wars property and just banging out Solo, banging out Rogue One. I love Rogue One, but spread it out. Yeah. Spread it out. Uh, so Aladdin was good. Was it a suitable replacement for Robin Williams? Was Will Smith a suitable? Absolutely not. Of course. Was there even a nod? Yes. There was a, a good yes. nod to Robin There was Robin a good Williams. nod okay. to it. Good, it good, good. involved... The genie had something that was in an animated form, and the animated genie was Robin Williams' genie. Got you, got you. Uh, the best part about this, in my opinion, was they added uh, Nassim Pedrad, the actress from Saturday Night Live. She's been on Screen Queens. She's been on a, quite a lot, and I she, love her. She was in that Corporate Animals movie I mentioned. Okay. Demi Moore. She was one of the leads in that. She's great. Yeah, she is she's, great. She's, that's why I watched it. It was like Demi Moore, Ed Helms, Nassim uh, Pedrad. Yeah, and they added her as a handmaiden to Jasmine, which became a love interest for the genie. Oh, nice. Yeah, so there's a nice little twist to that. Yeah. They stayed true to the entire story, the original one, the original animated story. Okay. Uh, Beyond that... Pop culture references? Oh, yeah. The same way? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, End of it was a little different where he sets him free and he apparently time travels to the future and comes back with the, the goofy ears at the end. I don't like that. Well, no, that was the original. Oh, the original. Oh, that's right, that's right, that's right. He goes out on his journey, and he comes back, and he's wearing goofy ears. So you're like, okay, so he try and travel to Disneyland. Yeah. This one, he's set free, uh, but ends up being with Nassim Pedrat. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he right. ends up you know, being free and falling in love. So he turns into Hitch. Pretty much. And that <laughs> Kevin James cameo was really weird. No. <laughs> I was about to say, so was there a Kevin James Was there Ava Mendez? The, uh, was Jasmine? No, it was Naomi Scott. Yeah, yeah. It was Naomi Scott was the uh, and, uh, if, Jasmine. And going by the previous podcast, if it was Ava Mendez, it would have set Brian off. Because we know how he feels about his Spanish women. Oh. <laughs> it just fires off El Paso Verde. Oh, like my. That. I can't help it. I just want to oh. I want to go see Like a Boss with Selma Hayek. That thing looks <laughs> oh fucking funny. I love Selma Hayek. Yeah. And it's literally in love with Selma Her, Hayek. Rose Byrne, and Tiffany Haddish. How could you go wrong with this film? That seems like a pretty... So that's going to be a 2020 yeah, recap yeah, yeah. later. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm seeing the future, and I see that in your 2020 list, yeah. for sure. So Aladdin, was it was good. Uh, I think it was a little bit better than Dumbo, which is why I made it to number eight. So that's Serviceable eight. number eight. Yep. That makes sense. Makes sense. My number eight is uh, Booksmart. Ooh, I cut Booksmart from my list. Okay. Um, only because I liked it until I realized it was a derivative of Superbad. I was gonna compare it to Superbad. Yeah, it's but like a little too much on the nose, like of Superbad. Uh, the, was there a female McLovin? No. No. Oh. no not really. That would have been awesome. It's the, but the dynamic the, of yeah. the two main characters yeah. is definitely the feels Identical. of Superbad, uh, minus the fact that these girls kind of were super, super smart, um, whereas the Superbad guys were super not smart. But they were clever, though. They were they were clever, like... They were common sense clever. Right, right, right. Uh, streetwise kind of smart. Yeah, yeah, Versus book smart. Right, right, right. Technically. So and the, the, the idea of book smart, and actually I'll let you... Sum it up for. Have you seen yeah. it? You haven't seen it, Chris. Williams. I haven't seen it, but yeah. I know the plot. Okay. Oh, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Yeah, the plot's just you know these two girls who kind of, um, you know, kind of 
stayed away from the partying all throughout the high school and made one giant night just nuts yep. of trying to catch up. Uh, there's a quick scene in the movie where they kind of start finding out where all these kids are going to college. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the girl who won Val Victorian, you know, freaks out because half these kids that are just partying all the time um, not really caring about school type of thing are going to these top-notch colleges and just kind of breaks down and that kind of sets the underlying for the actual movie of them going out yep. and partying. You know, you got kids on a sports scholarship to, to Stanford who, you know, he wants nothing to do with school, but he's going to Stanford. And and, and that sets things in motion. That's, yeah. that's like the, the catalyst. That's the, the firing motion yeah, that gets set up and then right. at the end of the movie, you kind of be like what you think where... They get all their ins for the actual partying. They yeah. get everything for that you would have been in four years in one night. Does anyone get laid? Oh, uh, well, <laughs> they do. All right. <laughs> it's a little, wait, what was that other one? Uh, the one where the three parents are trying to prevent their kids from losing their virginity. It felt a little bit like that, too. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? I, I forget, forget the name. name yeah, but... just John Cena's in it. Yeah. It was actually on my top ten list last year. Yes, it was. Yes, because it tied with Bumblebee. Which I actually saw last week. Oh, did you? And oh, what you... my God. Right. Transformers, thank you. Right. Is right. it the Transformers movie we've been waiting for? It yes. is the Transformers. Okay. It's what they should have made in 2007. Got it. Best it's, one. Yeah, hands Best down. Uh, I had tears rolling down my face at the end of the movie. You are not wrong. <laughs> because I was just like, I can't believe this is like the Transformers movie I've always so, wanted. Like uh, Last year. If I watched Bumblebee, yeah, would have been my number one. Oh, wow! Legit for two thousand and nine, eighteen. Two thousand eighteen. It would have been my number one. They they couldn't have gotten Transformers more right. Okay, that's it was, it was you know, phenomenal. Being a child from the eighties and growing up on look, you're talking to an individual that when I was put in the presence of meeting Peter Cullen, the voice of Optimus Prime, and I didn't have a sharpie, I turned and stole one from a child that was behind me. As you should. <laughs> as you absolutely should. And, and and I just degraded as a human being because I am that much of a fan of Optimus Prime. Society rules don't apply <laughs> when that comes to So so and, and I justify it by saying that I was there in eighty six when Optimus died. He wasn't he didn't even exist yet. Yeah, so that was definitely would have been my number one for last year. It, it was it was great. My man. My man over there. Even though this is 2019. <laughs> uh, well, it's good. I'm glad I'm glad that my number 10 is would have been your number one. Oh. And it's all the feels. <laughs> I don't even care about the rest of this list right now. It's stuck on Bumblebee. Stuck on Bumblebee. <laughs> yeah. It hit you in the Bumblebee feels. It, it got me in all the feels. <laughs> the, um, when he's like trying to get his voice back and trying to figure out how to use the radio and he's putting oh, yeah. the... The cassettes. And they rickroll you really quick. Yeah, that was good. It was Hilarious. Good. Uh, the Decepticons, awesome. The first three-minute sequence on Cybertron, oh, yeah. amazing. It was just Bumblebee, such a good movie. Such a good movie. Yeah. So your number eight, although yeah. we sidetracked, your number eight was... It was, was Booksmart. It was Booksmart. Super Bad 2.0. Yep, yep. Female version. I agree with you there. I agree with you. So my number eight was Knives Out. Knives Out came no out. Spoilers. No spoilers. No spoilers. I'm, it's still on my list to see. I'm assuming that you guys, yeah, 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 list. yeah, yeah, you guys haven't seen it, so I won't spoil anything for you. But it's a great ensemble mystery movie that is less about the mystery 
and more about getting there. Okay. So the first time I saw it, I was like, eh, I don't know if I like this because they reveal the kill very early in the movie. Okay. So you're like, I don't know where's the mystery. You know, where's the mystery going to be? Like, so I guess it's like kind of finding the culprit. Almost like Clue. A little bit. It's, it, dude, it is Clue for 2019. That's the best way I can I put it. it. Then I would love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Clue for 2019, but it's not... It wasn't the mystery movie I had hoped it would be, but it it's enjoyable nonetheless. Okay. Um, all the actors in it were great. It was great to see Chris not play Captain America. Um, the girl who played Joy in... Um, Blade Runner 2049, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the CGI girl, she was the lead. Awesome. She's great in it. Um, it. It probably ends on one of the best shots of all of the year. Just the way it kind of ends is perfect. And if I heard correctly there's a car chase that takes place on Moody Street in Waltham. Uh, yep, Moody Street in Waltham and on uh, Main Street in Maynard. They spliced Waltham and Maynard to look identical to each other. That's awesome. So, like, the, there's one scene where, like, the guy takes a right onto uh, Main Street in um, Maynard. Yeah. And then he takes a left, and next thing you know, he's in Waltham. And it's just like... Oh, we... I would love that commute. It's <laughs> <laughs> an amazing, like, let's skip four towns in between. Right, right, right. And end up in Waltham. <laughs> it's like, it, it's only because we, like, know the area. Yeah. That we can appreciate that. Anybody else in the country seeing that would be like, oh, whatever. Right. But, like, we know the locations. And that's, that's like the the uh, car chase in the town where they're going through the back streets of Charleston. <laughs> and, by the way, yeah. my my rectum clenched up as they were driving. And I was like, I've been through those streets oh, on Charlestown. Yeah. How are they doing this and not killing anybody? Oh, yeah. They were just tight, tight cobblestone streets. That's, like... Yeah. That was a great, great like, chase sequence. That was awesome. But, yeah, my number eight was Knives Out. Great movie, great follow-up to Last Jedi, which I did not like, so Ryan Johnson redeemed himself to me. Yeah. That guy can make mystery movies. I don't know if you've seen Brick, but that was the last mystery movie he did. Well, he's also, um, he's directed for Breaking Bad. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. Okay. He did Breaking Bad So episodes. he's good at some things, Last Jedi. <sighs> I know it was a couple of years ago. Yeah. So uh, I feel like Disney just interfered too much with yeah. him, probably. Yeah. Do you think his, his shtick is the kind of mystery, the kind of drama the thrillers versus like yes the action yes that guy needs to stick to the if he jumps into sci-fi well no i can't say that because he did looper right and looper was the best live action version of akira i've ever seen (laughs) (laughs) like they made akira it was called looper and it came a couple years ago oh man it was like you couldn't get more closer to akira it's like we were just watching a youtube video this morning of how American films have ripped off anime. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't see the end of it, but I'm pretty sure that probably would have been on the list. So, like, that year, Chronicle and Looper, like, I think came out the same year or something. Both of those. If you took, like, pieces from both, you have pretty much Akira. Yeah. Save for the government experiments on the kids. Right. <laughs> but it's almost identical. It's crazy. And the biker gang stuff. But, oh, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, they're definitely strong influences from Akira in that one, I'd say. Um, but, yeah, that's my uh, number eight. Uh, number seven? Number seven. Lucky number seven. Now, this is... I only saw it because HBO loves to take movies and reshow them over and <laughs> over and over again to the point that I've seen the entirety of this movie 
but not in the same setting. So you saw twelve different. <laughs> you saw yeah. out of order. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I'm again almost embarrassed to have this one on, but isn't it romantic? Oh, I don't. I'm not even familiar. Romantic comedy that makes fun of romantic comedies. It is Rebel Wilson. She plays a woman who hates romantic comedies. Is yes. knocked unconscious, wakes up in a romantic comedy, and it's all of the tropes of a romantic comedy. She can't swear. There's music interluding in her life, and she has sex with Liam ne- uh, Liam Neeson. Jesus. Whoa! <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> He's like, I you have know. a particular set of skills. <laughs> He's still dancing. Making love to Rebel Wilson. But this one is the uh, the second best Liam in the world, Liam Hemsworth. Oh, there you go. But you never see the sex scene. Every time that she gets romantic with Liam Hemsworth, it cuts to him coming out of the shower. <laughs> Actually, so I think I remember that bit from the trailer. So I think that's yeah. how I remember that yeah. movie now. Yeah, that she's in love with Adam Devine. Uh, he ends up getting married at the end. She makes a big scene. She comes out of the romantic comedy world. She wakes up from her coma, whatever it is, and it turns out to be a romantic ending anyway. At the end, it's it was a cute movie. I love Rebel Wilson. I love her. I love that you watched it out of order. I know. <laughs> I think that's, that's what makes it the best. Yeah. But it was quite clear as you're watching the film which parts were part of her coma and right. which were the real parts. And you're like, okay, so, so I like, can just yeah, piece so, this all together. Yeah, I was gonna say. So how would you actually piece that together rightly? Uh, if you saw it like say twelve different times, you saw the ending. You're like, oh shit. Yeah, I missed this. What was this? Is this the end? Uh, yeah, you catch like you catch, like, the parts that you've already seen before so that you know where you are. You get to the okay. beginning. Gotcha. So, yeah, it was a cute movie. It was a cute movie, Rebel Wilson. I think it would be more exciting one of my favorite the thing than to actually watch it full on. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, I feel like, like that would be happening with, like, Knives Out. Like, I'll catch it right in the middle. I'll be like, what did I miss? Where, what's happening? What's ha- Is this the beginning? Is this the end? What's happening? Don't, yeah, so maybe don't watch Knives Out out of order. <laughs> no, God, no, God. You can, you can easily watch a romantic comedy out of order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that was seven for me. Right you. on. I got you. Um, my number seven was a Netflix original, uh, Secret Obsession. Ooh, what's this Secret about? Secret Obsession. It has, uh... It's very, like, lifetime. <laughs> it... So, what is... Yeah, it's probably Lifetime. Lifetime-y? Um, is, it probably could have been on Lifetime. What drew you to it? Brenda Song. Okay. <laughs> Just straightforward. <laughs> he is an honest man when it comes to his answers. Uh, it was Brenda Song. And the Joe Boo, the voodoo man from Major League. No way. Yes, sir. Mr. Dennis, Hay- Dennis Haysburg. Dennis Haysburg. I love yeah, that guy. He's a detective in the movie. That is awesome. Him. I love him. Um, but the whole baseline uh, of it was this girl's in a relationship. Uh, she gets a car accident. Uh, the stalker that's kind of been following her around and kind of causes the car accident kind of abducts her while she's in the hospital. She's in a coma, has no memory whatsoever, and he kind of is pushing her to certain memories. Um, he's taking pictures, editing the pictures, putting his face instead of her fiance. So it's like a little bit like a, like an updated version of Misery, like a little Misery 2.0. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, you know, she's starting to slowly get memories back and kind of fill in the blanks and, you know, certain things are triggering stuff and she's asking mm. questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, you know, kind of like every other, you know, Lifetime movie, it comes with that twist ending. Yeah. Which probably won't make it a Lifetime movie. It's, <laughs> you know, death. Yeah. You know, 
the guy. The, the call is coming from inside the house. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the one thing I did not like about the movie was the ending. Okay. Well, it wasn't that it was predictable. You kind of knew that it was coming. Right. It was how it happened, which annoyed me. Uh, the thing that you thought would kill somebody doesn't kill them. Uh, something that happened to kill them should have been the first part of that sequence. Oh, okay. If you know what I'm saying? I think I do, yeah. I think so, yeah. They kind of like subverted your expectations in the wrong manners. Yeah, so I think you should have went with the part that killed him first, and then the part that just kind of injured him should have killed him because of the location type of thing. Got you. So, like, it's like in... Everybody knows the villain dies... And then comes back once more. Scream told us that, yeah. right? This one wasn't even... So it was like that, or it's like they should have flip-flopped the... Yeah, so, spoiler. Spoiler. Go ahead. It's fine. Uh, at the very end, when she's being chased, you yeah. know, they're fighting, blah, blah, blah. Gets the gun. Shoots him. Directly in the heart. Oh. Not should... dead. That's bullshit. They shot him again, later on. On the complete how opposite the, side of the chest. How later on? Like, in the stomach. Probably a good couple minutes. Maybe I not. I call shenanigans. <laughs> yeah, big time Unless this is a time lord. <laughs> he doesn't have two hearts. Right, right, right. I don't know. It's like, you shot the man directly in the heart on the first shot that you shot him and he's not dead. Yeah, no, that's bullshit. And then you get him on the other side, maybe the shoulder or the stomach. I don't know. It's The only way I would have accepted that is if he pulled a prune... An old prune up from his breast pocket. And be like, this saved my life. Now, if you know what reference I'm making from what movie that is, my hat's off to you. Where a prune, an old prune saves somebody from dying from a gunshot. All I got in my head right now is bad dates from Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> I got nothing on that. The lead actor in it that was who took the bullet, where the prune took the bullet for them, was John Ritter. Nope. Uh-oh. Oh, it's on! It's yo! It's it's kicking you like somewhere it's in on the, the back. Tip of your tongue? Yeah, yeah. It's right in your tank. Right now, it's like permeating through Chris's head. Like a little bit of his past is bubbling. It's up. almost like it's it's there. It's almost like it's, it's like skin deep, familiar yeah. but not quite right. Yeah, it's actually the same year, or even maybe the following year, or before or after skin deep. But you're in like the right territory. Yeah, but it's, say, it's not stay tuned. And you know you saw it too. And I'm going to say it, and uh, it's going to blow your mind. Stay tuned. Stay uh, tuned is great. Yeah. Stay tuned is great. All right, give it to me, baby. Problem child. Oh, for the love of all. Remember? Me. The prune saved his Son life. Son of a bitch. <laughs> and he is absolutely right. I have seen this movie. Yes, yep. yes. Okay. We've all seen we Problem We have all seen this movie. Yeah, every I had skin deep up in there, and I had yeah. bad Santa. But Yeah, well, I, I strongly believe that there's a machine somewhere that the government built Meant, meant to Mandela affect us in forgetting Problem Child, and it just didn't work. <laughs> it only half worked. And yet, I still got Stay Tuned in there. Yeah, yeah, Stay Tuned. Just, well, I I love that movie. Me too. I Me love too. that movie. <laughs> um, so wait, are we on seven? Yeah, you're on your seven. My seven? Man, I just ran with that one. All right, so my seven is the reason why I feel like if there ever was the Superman, he would need to be put down. My number seven is Brightburn. If there ever was a Superman in existence, we would have to eliminate him because this is, the, evil Superman, right? this is yeah. the boy who this is the the story of Superman, but he is a villain or he doesn't embrace the good nature 
that Superman, as we know him, should. He embraces the villainous side. Okay. If there ever was a Superman, we would have to kill him. Ooh. I, I know the plot. Do we ever see him as an adult, or is it the origin stories of the young boy? Origin. Okay. So it's so the one thing about that movie that it was, I can say, disappointed me, but not that it's a bad movie, was that it's so face value, surface level. Okay. You know, you never see the adults. You never see more into the mythology of anything. You know, you don't see Krypton, quote unquote, Krypton blowing up. You don't see any of that. You don't see the S, none of that stuff. It's just, on surface level, it is what it is. Okay. Just a sequence of horrors linked together in the framing of this super heroic child who is awful. Is it ever alluded to that he is an alien? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. They tell you right off the bat. Got it. So, yeah, that's my number seven, Brightburn. Now, you know, great movie. Check it out. It will put the fear of Superman in you. All right. So, I cheated a little bit and looked at Chris's number six. You have <laughs> number six. Actually, whether we go with your number six or my number six, it's a perfect segue from what he just said. All right. Really? I'm curious. It's two different movies. Two different movies? Um, Between yours and his is what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Between our both number sixes, but either one would be a perfect segue from what you just said. Okay. Yeah, because so, my number six, before the haircut, <laughs> it is Captain Marvel. <laughs> and being a child within the 90s, all right, a teenager within the 90s, Yeah. setting it in the era of the 90s, this was a great movie. Yes. This is not just because it's the only one of the only nine films that I saw. I love Captain Marvel. I love seeing the young Samuel L. Jackson. I love seeing the young yep. Clark Gregg. Yep. Young Clark Gregg was awesome. Yes, I love the twist that the aliens that they thought were the villains turned out to be the ones that were being chased. Uh, it that that messed with me because I grew up reading comics knowing that the Skrulls are always the villains. Right, and I believe uh, Agents of Shield set that up too. Oh yeah, the series set that up. Oh, that the Skrulls were part of the evil race, right? Because we were introduced to the Kree first, and we were thought to meant that the Kree are noble. Yeah, and that's been and stoic, and that's part of what makes them seem like assholes. Yeah, but they actually are assholes. Yeah, exactly. They're just assholes. <laughs> you can be an alien race of assholes. And it's fine. Exactly, and uh, that's pretty much the creep. Yeah, and I love I love that it was a setup for what we were going to see in Avengers Endgame. So yeah. it was a very enjoyable origin story for Captain Marvel and the segue into Avengers Endgame. So I, I had a bunch of nitpicks with Captain Marvel, and I've already talked about him before. I'm not going to get into him, but the one thing I did want to say about Captain Marvel, I did watch it recently as I was uh, taking down the Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. I had it on in the background, so I was catching sequences here and there. I love... The, remember the big-eyed aliens? The big-eyed Skrulls that were like operating on her? Yes. They're trying to uncover yep. her memory? Those are straight out of Jack Kirby's original designs from That's the Fantastic amazing. Four comic book. So like the fact they incorporated that, you know, the Skrulls, even in the comics, don't, like the movie, they made them look very different. Yes. But it was cool that they incorporated that one little angle, that aspect. And the the one thing I will say, because we got Disney owning the Marvel property, we got Disney yep. owning the Star Wars property. Yep. When it comes to Marvel, yes, they have a heavy hand in what is distributed and what makes it to the final cut. 
but they trust the people behind Marvel enough to say, do some of the old stuff. Bring in some of the stuff that the comic book fans are going to love. Right. The little nods that we'll appreciate. Right. And that was one of the main things I appreciated was the little nod to Jack Kirby. Exactly. Star Wars is a different story because they didn't have property to go off of except for George Lucas's original six films. Yep. Uh, so that, that, that was my, my six. I, 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 okay, so that's awesome. And I also just realized that I did not put Rise of the Skywalker in my, on my top ten. Or my honorable mentions, and I—that I, may have been a critical error, or it may be very telling that I didn't appreciate the movie as much as I should have. <laughs> we'll we'll come to that. I'm sure point. we will. Do you yeah. need to add it to your honorable mentions, or are you just no? I'm gonna let it ride. Yeah, because somebody may have it on their list. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we can have a discussion about. Yeah, it. Yeah, we can actually have a discussion. Maybe about it. maybe higher up on somebody's list than <laughs> what Johnny would have put on exactly. his list. Well. Exactly. Uh, yes, you're number six. You're saying pulling back the curtain. Pulling back um, the curtain. Guess what? That is not on my list. Pulling All right. Skywalker. Oh wow. So uh, fun fact: I never saw it. So it would have been there. You go. Well, <laughs> that one in three chance of who has it yep. on their list yeah. just got it. Just got just uh, hundred percent. Now yeah. I know who it is. So <laughs> now, did you not see it yet? Because well, see, we're diving too deep into it right now. But did you not see it yet because you didn't have the time to, or because you were bitten too hard by Last Jedi? Uh <laughs> a bit of both. <laughs> Flashback. <laughs> I haven't seen any of the new Star Wars movies. That is surprising. Uh, we I, were we, we were even, stunned silent for a few seconds did, there. I, I don't even know if that was discussed before. That's yeah. surprising. So, once... What's the newest kickoff after the prequels? Is it Rogue One? Uh, In order of storytelling... It goes uh, four, five, Rogue. six, one, two, three. What's after three? Uh, Rogue One would be Rogue between. One. Technically, would be between three and four because Rogue One is yep. the going into the story of A New Hope and Solo. Yeah. Okay. Solo. Well, Solo would be prequels. before Rogue One, I believe. But falls after the prequels before Episode Four. Yeah. 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 So after. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. So yep. after 3, I haven't seen any of the Star Wars. Um, someone had mentioned, being a big Star Wars fan, that they were not a fan of Rogue One. Uh, so I just I never thoroughly paid, enjoyed that one. I just didn't awesome. pay any attention to it. I didn't give it any time. And then they just kept coming out with Star Wars movies. And you were just like... And I was like, oh, I don't want to be let down again. <laughs> Um, even though I never watched it, I can't <laughs> right. thing what people say to heart. We do have that story where, you know, someone tricked me for the show V, but we won't get yep, into that. Yep, that's true. Yeah, um, that's true. But, you know, they were a Star Wars fan. Uh, didn't like Rogue One, so I just didn't pay any attention to it. And then, also on top of that, I just never had the time to kind of go back and watch the stories after. Right. And kind of re-go through whatever was after that to be 7, 8, 9. Right, right, right. So yeah. I just haven't... And I was just going to say, now that you have the Disney Plus... Now that I have it, I'll... You, you can go ham on the Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. I will. I will go ham on the Star Wars, but <laughs> I have some time. <laughs> right on. So, uh, wait, what was your number six? My number six is the movie I had mentioned earlier. Uh, I don't know if it was on air or off air. It was the one that was released in 2018 in Canada... Oh, yeah. But, 2019 U.S. Okay. It is called Night Hunter. 
Night Hunter. It sounds like a 90s or 80s like TV movie. Or like, like that turned into a video game. Yeah, <laughs> something like uh, that. Yeah, it probably could have been just because there's so many story arcs inside okay. the movie. What's uh, the deal with it? Well, the transition was he was actually Superman. It was Henry Cavill. Oh! He's the main character. Um, and he's now the Witcher. Yeah. Oh, he is the Witcher, yeah. yeah. No. Wait. You're thinking Brandon Ruth? Hold on. No, no. Couldn't. Oh, yeah, never mind. It was Henry Cavill, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, no, it wasn't Brandon Ruth. You're like, no. I don't <laughs> think that he would ever be in a top ten movie. <laughs> oh, well, oh, I like Dylan Dog. Did you ever see that one? I didn't see that one. See Dylan Dog. That might change yeah. your mind. But, yeah, well, um... Ben Kingsley's in there. Okay. Uh, Stanley Tucci's in there. Oh, good cast. Uh, What's the concept, though? So the concept is there's a serial killer who kind of steals young girls. Oh. And kind of does fancy, naughty things to these young girls and uh, ends up murdering them. And they kind of pop up all over, you know, the States. Oh, interesting. Um... Without, I don't want to spoil the ending because it's one of those twisted thriller endings. Okay. But there's so many underlying stories with inside the movie with you know him and his daughter. He becomes more closer to his daughter now that he's chasing this serial killer who's you know abducting these teenage girls that he's finding online. Uh, the Ben Kingsley's character is his storyline is the he's a judge in in the courts and people are being released. For doing, you know, you know, just sexual crimes, and he's not a fan of that, so he right. ends up teaming up with, you know, one of the girls that he was the judge for, and kind of pretty much just castrating, you know, <laughs> these, these uh, sexual predators who are trying to pick up, you know, the girls, and yeah, and it's, that's crazy. Yeah, so it's just like it, it's like, it, you know, actually, it kind of reminds you of um, Suspect Zero, Ben Kingsley, who's remote viewing murderers. And they were trying to track down the killer. Yeah. And it kind of sounds a little yeah. bit like that. Well, they do that. They track him down. But then they end up getting kind of sidetracked into the wrong thing. And it pushes the story one way. And you're going another way trying to think of who it is. And right. It's got, there's definitely way too many stories going on at one time. Yeah. But at the end, they all come together. Gotcha. Gotcha. It's all the threads intertwined at the end. Yeah. Sounds like an interesting premise. If it's yeah. on one of the streaming services, I might actually catch that one. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't probably go to the theater for that. But no, yeah, 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 but I'd probably it's, catch it's on that Prime. So oh, okay, yeah, it's one of the many I pay for. Yeah. Nice, nice. No, I found it and I was like, oh man, that's some some crazy shit. I like those because we had talked about psycho thrillers and and all that stuff. So okay, and so now my number six is uh, Alita: Battle Angel. Alita was uh, James Cam- was produced by James Cameron. Okay, but uh, it was directed by Robert Rodriguez. Oh, I'm loving this ticket. Um, it was based on an anime that was basically a retelling of Pinocchio. Listen, which is a retelling of Pinocchio, mm-hmm. and um, essentially uh, what it is is that uh, they um, this kind of doctor guy finds, or this scientist finds this half-made 
robot corpse in like a junkyard and rebuilds it into this girl, Alita. And then she kind of like goes out there in the world and like discovers like how people are. It's very much Pinocchio. Right. But what I loved about it so much is just how well it was made. Number one, the fact that they took fully CGI characters. So what they do is they gave a human individual anime eyes Mm -hmm. and it didn't look weird. I may have seen the previews for this. I remember seeing something like that. Yeah, yeah. So they 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 pulled it off is what is basically what I'm saying is that yeah. they it was such a good seamless integration between normal human being and CGI representation as good as the way uh, Avatar was right when they were you know off in Pandora or whatever. So uh, which is another sexy woman I enjoy. <laughs> oh, there you go. Um, in her blue form. In her blue form. Are you talking about Sigourney Weaver yeah, yeah. smoking in that movie? Actually, yeah. there's two sexy women in that movie. Why yeah. is Sigourney Weaver smoking? There's Zoe, Zoe Zaldana yep. and mm-hmm. Michelle Rodriguez. Oh, there you go. Yep, yep. And I actually prefer Sigourney Weaver in blue form more so than her current form. Oh, <laughs> Sigourney. Uh, unless, unless we're going to go back to uh, the days of uh, of uh, of Ghostbusters. Then right. That's different. <laughs> working girl. Yeah, yeah, working girl. Yeah, it's way different. But... uh yeah, so um, the other cool fun fact about Alita is that right before James Cameron decided to start making Avatar, mm-hmm. he had two projects. He was either going to make Alita Battle Angel, or if you watch the anime, it's Battle Angel Alita, or Project 880. Project 880 turned into Avatar. Oh, okay. And that is what happened. So he had, was intending to make Alita decades ago. And he just didn't have the time because he's so devoted to Avatar. So he brought in the next best person who possibly could have, you know, picked up the reins. That was Robert Rodriguez. Yeah. And nobody has an appreciation for 3D and filmmaking and is so aligned as a director than, you know, to to James Cameron than Robert Rodriguez. Yeah. There's a lot of, sorry, there's a lot of firepower behind that. No. Producing and directing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, so them together doing this film, now seeing it in full 3D, that was really the way to go. But if you can't, just see it anyway. It's just such a good, awesome little movie. And you can see how like it maybe should have been like part one of a trilogy. And maybe that kind of hampers the movie a little bit on a second viewing. And as somebody who's recently become a fan of a lot of the anime that's out there and seeing the live action stuff... That's what I've always felt. Like, they tried to squeeze, like, five-part stories into one film. <laughs> Don't do that. Yeah. Plan for sequels. Right. Always right. make that plan. Or or don't make the story dependent upon needing a sequel. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it just tell an independent, individual story. But I guess really what put Alita at number six was the fact that it was probably the best anime adaption I've ever seen. Okay. So, and then, you know, for that... James Cameron, Robert Rodriguez, the you know the the finally breaking the uncanny valley, yeah, all those reasons. That's my number six. Well, all right. I did that. So uh, I think we're, we're gonna maybe wrap yeah, it up and we'll, uh, cut we'll, cut it at a halfway point. Yeah, we'll cut it here. We'll do a quick recap. Yeah, that's what we call a teaser, folks. We're yeah, gonna so be the you first five. Come back for the next five.